charge here. That's what the rules are. Well, we've waited long enough. The show is back on finally. We can actually talk about an episode. Finally. Well, uh, welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 95, which we've been tweeting about. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand in the Morning Show, and of course, that's Jamie from Light FM in New Hi, York. Guys. Jamie, we, uh, we waited, what, two months, two and a half months? We've been trying to fill time, going <laughs> on vacation just to kill time, uh, giving you know news updates. We posted some interviews. But we've been waiting since December. Did you think it was worth the wait? Um, I did. But, man, like, I don't think I could have waited much longer, though. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like the, you know, it reminded me of uh, the season six finale and then waiting to see who Negan killed uh, in the premiere. That was six, like, almost six months. That, that was sheer bad. torture. But this was, and, oh, spoiler alert, Carl's dead. Yeah. This was um, a long time to wait to see. Is he actually dead? Is he really, really dead? Because we didn't see the bite, and then people were speculating, was it a whisperer bite? Was it uh, a flesh wound that it didn't really get into his skin? Is it, is it, a, is it, a, is it a dumpster situation? Uh, no, actually, he died. No, he did. Um, well, we have a lot to cover. There's a lot of uh, news I want to touch on. Uh, we'll recap the episode, which I know a lot of people have been asking. Where's the, where's the, where's the recap? Where's the recap? <laughs> also, uh, for anyone who's uh, upset, and it's no, nobody listened to this podcast, but I put up a screen caption, a uh, capture from uh, Talking Dead Sunday night that, uh, you know, Carl died. It was from the Immemorium. I saw that. I like that. Yeah, and people were like, uh, spoiler, uh, you know, I can't believe you, you did that. Oh, hey, we've known this was happening for months. Yeah, this was the longest death in the history of the show. The long, that we already knew it was going to happen. That's what I'm saying. We, we knew. He was bitten. In episode six... Even Scott M. Gimple said, it's happening, it's going to end like every other walker bite, death. <laughs> right, so it wasn't like, I mean, did, was I spoiling the fact you thought he was going to no. die five episodes from now? definitely not. I would never spoil anything, no. so you should have known that. Yes. And if, if you didn't know that, you shouldn't be that upset that it was spoiled, because you're not a real fan. <laughs> Any real fan would have known. Would have known. Now look, I understand you might normally be an episode or two behind, but this episode was two and a half months ago. Yes. You got to catch up. <laughs> All right. So let's see what's going on in the, the, the world of the Walking Dead before we get into the recap. Uh, since our last episode, we talked about Lauren Cohen um, in contract negotiations and looking at pilots. Well, in the past week, she signed a deal with ABC to do a pilot. So people are now wondering, does this mean she's off the Walking Dead? Does, what does it mean? And so... First of all, a pilot doesn't mean a show is getting picked up, right? That's exactly. You you turned the light bulb on my head with that. Like, it didn't get picked up yet. <laughs> and second of all, it's with Scott Foley, who I like, but the name of the show is kind of stupid. It's like Whiskey Chick or something. Whiskey or... something, yeah. Yeah, again, you don't need to tweet us. We know by now. But um, it's a dumb name. The plot sounds okay, but not everything gets picked up. Not everything lasts. So if it does five episodes, it gets canceled. You know, I hope she has a backup plan. Yeah. So my guess is um, she will either tell ABC they have to work around her Walking Dead situation or the Walking Dead will, will be forced to work around her situation. Um, worst case scenario. Whiskey Cavalier. You like Kristen Cavalier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know what? Um, I don't know who I would want, but everyone's saying, well, you have to kill the character. If you kill the character, you kill... Everything's been going towards two things. Everything in the comics, I mean, everything in the TV show has been going towards Carl's storyline yeah. and Maggie's storyline. You've already killed Carl's storyline. So I don't think you can kill Maggie's storyline and have anything left to the comic books. So if, if Lauren Cohen has to leave, I'm sorry. I'll find a girl who looks like her and, and recast her. You have That's to. It'll, it'll suck at first, and then you'll get used to the new person. So tweet us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, you know, would you kill her or recast her if you couldn't work things out? I, I say recast because You'd have to. Maggie, the character, is more important than Lauren Cohan. And I don't, you know what? Let's have Steven Yeun play Maggie. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, she has to give birth, I think. If you're going to kill her off. I think she has to give birth. Oh, good Lord. It, it has to happen at some point. But then someone has to, well, 
at the rate it's going, you know, although Scott Gimple did hint recently in an interview that the time skip that happens in the comics right after All Out War uh, still may happen, even though the time skip on the show was Carl's dream sequence. Okay. Which I, which I, I told you what I want to say later. When yes. We talked about Carl's dream sequence. I have, I have a, I, I have a partial bullshit that I want to call. I, I, I agree with you on it too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, then you know what? Let's call it a full bullshit. Okay. I think it we'll is a full that. bullshit. Full bullshit. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, on uh, Instagram, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, of course, who plays Negan. I'm only going to read part of his post on. Oh, Instagram. I, I almost cried. This was so nice. So he was talking to Chandler Riggs, uh, and here's the the middle part of it. Uh, he's very upset that the Carl Negan storyline from the comics uh, won't be explored to the fullest extent like it was in the comics. Uh, what a pleasure not only getting to work with you, but getting to know you. You, my friend, are an incredible young man. Well before joining the cast, I was a fan. A fan that loved watching you grow up in front of a camera. From the moment you first put on the way-too-large sheriff's hat as a boy to the end, the hat so befitting of the man Carl had become. Wiser and more compassionate than all of us, you held all of our hearts... Honestly, a huge reason I wanted so badly to join this band of misfits was because I was such a fan of the Negan-Carr relationship in the mm. comics. The storyline was one of my favorites, as I know it was one of yours. I'll forever be disappointed we only scratched the surface of what could have been, but I can take solace in the fact that you are out there doing your thing. So you can read the rest of it at, at Jeffrey Dean Morgan on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, a, a touching piece, uh, and certainly uh, sure sad for the cast. And for fans of the comic. Yeah. Uh, there's an article out that says uh, there was a slight uptick in the ratings for the episode this week. Mm, okay. Uh, not huge. So the premiere had 11.44 million. Uh, two, three, and four were averaging about 8.5 million viewers. Uh, episode five dropped to 7.8. Episode six back up to 8.3. I'm not sure. Now, I, I say this all the time with our podcasts. And my my Brooklyn Boys podcast with Skiri is it's weird that some episodes have more viewers or listeners than others by a lot. Like, do I don't know how that works? It is, is weird because they don't know bad? going into that episode what's going to happen. Right. You so how do you know just, not to watch it? Yeah, exactly. And I don't think that counts DVR views. It, it might, but are people watching some episodes twice? Because that's the case with podcasts. Sometimes they. Listen oh, to an episode twice. Yeah. But for for a million people to drop off in episode That's seven, a lot. seven was seven point four seven million. Were so many people disappointed by six, where Carl finds Sadiq, that they stopped watching seven, but then a half a million more watched eight, or were just that was weeks where people didn't want to watch it live. I don't know. But anyway, this week's episode was back up to eight point three. Okay. So not as high as episodes two, three, and four but higher than seven and eight. So how do you not watch eight? I know, right? How do you not watch the, the mid-season finale? Yeah. What's wrong with these people? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about the episode. Okay. Um, it starts off with Red Eye Rick, and he says, my mercy prevails over my wrath. That's what he said in episode one. Um, I believe uh, that that's what he's going to say after he doesn't kill Negan. Okay. Eventually. Now, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know whether he kills Negan or not, but that's the impression I get. Um, now they show uh, Rick and Michonne digging a grave. Uh, we see Carl being bitten by the walker with Sadiq. <clears throat> At that point, I want to remind everyone, it's partially Sadiq's mother's fault, partially yeah. Sadiq's fault, and partially Rick's fault because he didn't save him at the gas station. That is true. And that's what you get, Rick, for not helping people. <laughs> um, Carl, this is all flashback. Carl takes his shirt off in the bathroom to reveal the ugly walker bite. Oh, yeah. Um, Carl knows he's dying. Tobin gives him a note from Michonne because Michonne wasn't sure she'd be back. And uh, that gives Carl the idea to uh, write notes to everybody in case he doesn't see them. He also devises the plan to have everyone stay in the sewers. And then he realizing he's, realizing he's going to die, he plays with Judy. He takes a, a picture with her with an instant camera. Uh, they put their handprints and paint oh, on the porch, yeah. which was really sad. Was. But uh, if that house burns down, that really won't matter. Yeah. Oh, God. 
Uh, another flashback to a different time period showing the saviors getting out. Now, Morgan is watching the sanctuary, as are a number of other snipers, which, by the way, they never showed us what happened to the other snipers. Yeah, he looked like he was in there solo, and that was like the little sneak peek we saw last week. Right. Now, he called to the other the, uh, the snipers to run. On a radio, but we didn't actually see him. Nobody right. Else. We only know that one of them fell down climbing the pole and was eaten by the walkers, Oof. which in the comics is what happened to Father Gabriel. Okay. So I think they've exhausted that style of death, and Father Gabriel's not going to die that way, if he dies. Yeah. Um, he runs out of the building he's in because... Oh, oh, let me go back. So he sees the saviors shooting at walkers, and he says, oh, they don't have enough bullets to kill everyone. What are they doing? Well, why do you care what they're doing? Shoot them. Yeah, exactly. Why didn't he shoot them in the window? He didn't shoot anybody. So they're staring at the people in the window. He's got them in his sights. He obviously knows they're up to something. Yeah, well, he sees them killing bodies to make a path. Right. You want them all to die. Why doesn't he shoot them? Yeah. Then he, then he says they're clearing a path. By the way, um, and a couple of our tweeters called the bullshit, and I'm going to agree with them. Uh, in order for that to have happened, that they shot all of those walkers, and they all fell on each other, creating a path, those guys in the window had to hit every one of them in the head. True. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And have them all fall forward. So, <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of bullshit there. I agree. Maybe like then when they bullshit. start running out, he says they're going to get out. They start running out of the building, and again nobody shoots them. True. He watched it again. And we're watching it through his scope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? It wasn't like he didn't have a shot. He didn't take the shot. But somehow, as they're running, they're able to look up and, shoot and at him. see him and aim. They missed the him. Guys they in the window definitely made it in the window. The guys who were in the window, the the saviors, at that point, didn't turn their guns on him. They could have picked him off while he was looking down at the ground. That's true. So a whole lot of come on now. <laughs> come so on now. <laughs> it, it was a yeah. That's my first come on now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give a, a come on now. I like that. Which, by the way. Uh, come on now, I just realized, is con, which means we were conned. That's it. That's it. The letters for come on now is C-O-N. I feel like we got conned in that scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Morgan runs out of the building. He sees some walkers. He gets them to follow him so that they are by the doors. He just ran out of at the exact second that the guys behind him come busting through the doors. Yeah. Eh, quarter uh, that's, Yeah, that timing is a little Yeah. Uh, Gavin drives past him on the road with a convoy of four trucks. Heading to the kingdom. This is what took place before. So now we get to see Gavin going towards the kingdom. Uh, and Morgan clearly follows them because we know he ends up at the kingdom. Whew! Finally! Uh, we are back at uh, present day. Carol is with the kingdom survivors. She tells them to go into her cottage because the saviors don't know about it. All those people in her little cottage? I, I know, right? That was a lot of people. That's a lot of people. I mean, it's a cottage. The name cottage doesn't say home for 40 people. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's what she says. She tells Ezekiel, uh, she tells, she says she's going to head off back to the kingdom to save Ezekiel. Uh, Nabila, well, N- Nabila. Nabila, yeah. Nabila. She says, you versus all of them, they don't stand a chance. I kind of chuckled Which, at that. That was cute. Yeah. That was in the trailer. We saw that a couple of times. Uh, and then little psycho Henry says he's coming with her. And she says no. At that point. He's got balls, he this coming? kid. What? He's ballsy. He is ballsy. Yeah, considering his brother Ben was a little bit of a wimp at the beginning. Mm, yeah. So he's ballsy. I, I again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this as we continue to review the episode. I believe little Henry is going to take the role of Carl from the comics in a lot of the storyline. With Negan. Carl was well. I don't know if Negan's gonna find little Henry and have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, Carl was much younger in the comics when he met Negan and all that stuff happened. Yeah. So Because he didn't age in the comics, because it's a comic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, okay, so now we're back to the sewer. Carl is showing the bite to Rick and Michonne, where we left off uh, in December. Carl gives Michonne all the notes he wrote. Uh, Rick initially thinks it was the Savior's fault that Carl got bitten, and uh, Carl says, no, it was... I was with Sadiq. I got bit. Yeah. 
And then Rick's like, oh, God, he's the guy from the gas station. Yeah, when they yep. finally went off in his head, the light bulb, he's like, oh, the guy from the gas station. Here we go. Yep. And that means it's your fault, Rick. Yeah. Your fault. Look at the bat, Sasha. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Look at the bat, Rosita. Rosita, Rosita, yeah. Yeah, look at the bat, Rosita. It, you should have saved the guy at the gas station, Rick, but you didn't. Um, let's see. Gavin at the Kingdom says, Negan's going to kill you. I, now he's... He's trying to be sympathetic, Gavin. But he's Gavin like has so always wimpy. been. Don't make me do this. I don't want to do this. He's like a whiner. I don't look. I understand his character. What I don't understand is how he became a lieutenant. That I agree with you because he's a whiny whimper. And if he's not a lieutenant, right? Let's say he's. Uh, well, he's not a captain. But so he's, if he's certainly lieutenant, he's certainly leading that group. He's leading, right, he's leading the five or six of them, whatever, or ten of them, whatever it and is. And he was trusted in charge of Ezekiel, so. Right, but he, so how did he get in charge if he's so not, he doesn't love what he's doing? Maybe he doesn't anyway, show Negan that complaining side. Right, so he, he, tells, he tells Ezekiel, you know, I liked you, you accepted things, you didn't get any big ideas until Rick planted it in there. He goes, he says, shit's getting shittier, and now you're going to die. And and King says, I made a choice. Now it's your turn to live with yours. So uh, Morgan is uh, inside the kingdom. Carol joins him. At some point, Morgan says, I saw little Henry, Henry in here. Because he freaking just ran through the courtyard there solo. But did you see Henry? Yeah. You didn't see the little kid run through? No, I didn't see I it. saw him. Yeah, he did run through. You don't see him again? In that scene, but yeah, like this little blonde head kind of just whoop goes by. Okay, I, I I didn't see it. I went back and looked again. I still didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, it's very it very time. quick. He just kind of like went by real fast. All right. So, um, Carol says we have to do this now. If we have to take them, we take them. Kick ass. They're a badass uh, team. Yeah. Back in the sewer, uh, Sadiq offers Rick uh, drugs to make Carl's last moments a little more bearable. He said he gave those to his own parents. Rick asks him if he's a doctor. He says he was a resident. Yeah. Which is good. They have a doctor now. Which or is great. Almost a doctor. Um, then Rick, Rick still doesn't get it. He asks Carl if he brought him back because he knew he was a doctor. <laughs> which is another question, which is basically a setup to show you that Carl's a hero. Yeah. Carl says he wasn't going to make it alone. He needed us. That's why I brought him back. Um, we don't even know if Carl knew he was a resident. No, he didn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. He, was, he knew he was just somebody who needed help. Yeah. But, um, the the whole time this scene's going on, there's gunfire and explosions, and uh, Michonne is going crazy from the sound, and because she's sad about, you know, uh, Carl. Carl yeah, yeah. Um, she begs Dwight to go up and stop the saviors, which he can't do. What's he going to do? Oh, yeah. I, I just got back from the woods? Yeah, exactly. She, and I'm shot in the arm, and hey. Right. Um, so... He basically says, look, they don't have enough uh, weaponry and ammunition to destroy Alexandria. Yeah, they're going to stop at some point. Right, right. Um, And then uh, Rosita's like, well, we're all going to go to the hilltop. And this is the part we saw in the trailer. Dwight says, do you think it's the best plan, all of you together at the hilltop? And Daryl says, all of us together will be their worst nightmare, which is a great line. I love him holding Judith so adoringly, by the way. In in, yeah. in all these scenes down down in the sewer. Yeah, it's uh, it's strange for Daryl to be that affectionate, but but I, I do like it. <laughs> I know you do. Another reason why you love your Daryl Dixon. <laughs> My ovaries were slightly exploding a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay, TMI. <laughs> all right, um, two saviors at the kingdom are putting out a fire. Um, the one that uh, King Ezekiel started last week. Yeah. Carol and Morgan sneak up behind them and beat them down, and then Psycho Morgan kicks in, and he kills both of them. Uh, I kind of love Psycho Morgan. <laughs> I do like Psycho Morgan. I love it. <laughs> Although, uh, I'll touch on this later, it's clear they're painting a picture of why he's going to leave at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to that, okay. get to that later. Uh, two more uh, saviors come out. Morgan kills them so brutally that Carol looks shocked. Oh. Gavin is rounding everyone up to leave. Gavin says to the king, uh, is this going to go smoothly? And Ezekiel says, you are the author of this story, meaning you're going to determine how this goes. Yeah. So he's, he's poetic till the end. Um, let's see. Carl drops a little hint with Michonne 
that it doesn't have to be like this. It can be better. So all of a sudden, Carl is uh, is the the little message plaque you buy at the card store. Oh my god! <laughs> you know he's he's the he's the thing at the bottom of everyone's emails. It doesn't emails have to today. be like this. It could be better. Shut up, Carl. Die already. <laughs> I don't mean that. Oh, I'm sorry, Dad. You're gonna oh. get a hate tweet. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, back at the kingdom, Carl, uh, Carolyn Morgan uh, sees three saviors loading a truck. Carol says, "Leave them," and. Uh, he doesn't listen. He can't Morgan help himself. He knew he was going to go over there. See, he goes up to them, kills two of them, and luckily for him, Carol came back and shot the third one. Carol saved his ass there. Right. Uh, Gavin tells his men to leave room for King Ezekiel on the truck, putting him on the pickup truck. Uh, let him be comfortable on his last ride. Maybe give him a pillow. So Gavin is really trying to be a nice savior, if that's a possible he's thing. He's trying. He's trying, even though he's driving the guy to his death. Yeah. Um, and he says to, to, to Negan, you know I don't like this, right? And Ezekiel says, it's not too late to walk back from something decided. And Gavin says, you did. Um, Basically, how'd that work out for you? Yeah, right. Um, Gavin calls his men on the walkie-talkie. Nobody answers. He looks scared. And again, Ezekiel says, it's not too late to walk back from something decided. <laughs> Meaning, I'm trying to help you here. <laughs> trying uh, to work will help you. Right. They hear gunfire. And then Gavin panics and, and grabs everybody, and they run inside the, the uh, theater with the king as Carol and Morgan approach. Um, we see Red Eye Rick again. So in the first scene, which is another uh, flash forward, or what we don't, at that point we didn't know what it was, Rick is work, walking with a little blonde girl. Eugene's making baked apples. He gives the apple to the girl. He, he says something like, he calls her, hey, darling, or hey, beautiful, um, it makes Alexandria look like a paradise. Yeah. And at that point, they conveniently didn't say the girl's name. Oh, I thought they so, said it in the first one when she ran to Jerry. Didn't she? Didn't he yell, "Hey, Jude"? Or no, Judy. No, he said, "Hey, hey, dude." Oh, I thought he said, "Hey, Jude," like, "Hey, Judy, Judith." No. Oh, okay. Damn it! I thought I was like, "Well, now we know it's Judith, not Gracie." <laughs> right. So at that point, we still didn't know. Damn. Uh, uh, Eugene didn't mention. I didn't mention. Did I? Is that? The first one was yeah. Was the first one Jerry. is when Jerry hugs her, and but there's right, not right. a whole lot Flash happens forward, there. Right. But there's a dream sequence, and yeah. and you see Jerry and Sadiq. Yeah, I guess right. I didn't write that one down. Um, back in the sewer, Michonne tells Rick the saviors are gone. They can go to the hilltop. Rick says Carl won't make it. I have to stay here with Carl. Michonne says she'll stay there also. And Daryl volunteers to take Judith to the hilltop, and he swears to protect her. Yes. Um, this is the scene. I know you cried. Carl said goodbye to Judith. Oh God. Yeah. He said uh, on Talking Dead, um, Chandler Riggs said that was the most difficult scene for him to film because he's saying goodbye to this little girl and he had to say all these negative things. And so he says, uh, he tells her to listen to Rick sometimes, but sometimes kids have to show their parents the way, mm -hmm. which was a callback to what he said in the woods to Sadiq. Yep. Had that work out for him in the woods? Oh. Uh, he gave his sheriff's hat to Judith. He said, This was dad's before it was mine, now it's yours. It made me feel like Dad was with me, made me oh feel strong. Oh, my God, that's the tears. Cue the tears, yeah. Yeah, maybe it will help you, too. Well, in fairness, you got bitten. Yeah. So it only lasted so long. And in fairness, he's not really your dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he says the line we heard in the trailer, before Mom died, she told me I was going to beat, beat this world. Him. I didn't, but you will. I know you will. Well, Mom said it, and she was wrong, so what makes us think that you're going to be any more right? Yeah. Uh. Daryl says to Carl, these people, you saved them all. It's all you, man. Which was, I guess, as emotional as Daryl's going to get. Yeah, not even a hug, nothing. Here. Not even a... Yeah, well, that's Daryl. Yeah. I think Sadiq had the speech of the episode, though. Well, that I think I cried harder with Sadiq than with Judith. I thought that was right. such a real touching, like, I really, that was one of my favorite parts. I also think this, this speech should seal Sadiq's fate as living a long time. Uh, I would he think so, too. Carl, He's got to prove it to Rick. Right. He says to Carl, you were helping me honor my mom. Hashtag Sadiq's fault. Uh, <laughs> you brought me here and uh, gave me a chance. And then Carl's like, hey, man, I was honoring my own mother, too. Yeah. Uh, and no. Uh, he says, I can't repay you, but I can't honor, honor you, you by showing your friends that what you did mattered. It meant something. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to honor you, Carl. That was a great speech. Yes, it was. If you don't love Sadiq already, I, I don't know. You have no soul. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really like his character from what I know yeah. so far. 
Yeah, it's a very different character than all the others. Uh, I think he's somber but willing to fight, unlike... Um, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, Sasha's brother. Oh, t- uh, T-Dog? No, Bob. No, Tyrese. 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 Um, oh, with memory the- slip, jeez. Yeah, yeah, it's for Tyrese. Tyrese was that soft-spoken guy, yeah. but he wouldn't—he he wasn't a killer. I think Sadiq would would kill if he has to. I think so too. Um, uh, and he's a doctor, so he can heal your feet. No. Um, okay, so back to the kingdom. Gavin's barricading his men inside the theater, uh, setting up in case of attack. He says, "I'm going to settle this under the penalty of that goddamn bat," meaning he's not a fan of Negan or being punished either. And King Ezekiel says, "You don't." Now at this point, the king is like. He's really I told you sewing him. Yeah. And Gavin punches him and says, shut up about that. Oh, that was I the wimpiest punch, too, too, for God's sake. What? It was such a wimpy punch, too. It was like, really? <laughs> it was, but I would I think at that point, if I'm Gavin, I would have punched him also. Uh, like, enough. Yeah, he really is not letting him up for air, true. Right. Well, I'm going to tell you all you're wrong. You're the author of this night. Yeah. And he says, I'm the author. You're the dead man. Oh, God. <laughs> this is who I am. I live. You die. And Ezekiel says, the petty compromises I made were done in the name of saving my people's lives. In other words, g- giving the food every week, he did what he had to do. Mm-hmm. He says, I, now I realize I was saving your life no more. Meaning, uh, by giving him the food all the time, it kept Gavin alive so he didn't get in trouble with Negan. Yep. At that point, before Gavin can punch him again, there's an explosion by the, uh, by the back of the theater, um, which is the front door of the theater, I guess. Gavin puts a gun to Ezekiel's head and, and basically does the old nobody move or I'll shoot him routine. Uh, with that, Carolyn Morgan kicked that down the scenery really from behind them, which was badass. Yeah. And they shoot all of the saviors except they shoot, they kill all of them except two guys. Of course, Gavin gets shot in the leg. Yep. He's the lead guy. I'm not sure how you swing that when you're machine gunning a crowd. <laughs> uh, and one guy gets shot in the abdomen. Oh, here we go. He runs up on stage after we think everyone's dead but Gavin, and he jumps on Morgan. He gets on top of Morgan. He's punching Morgan. Morgan's choking him. Morgan's losing, and then Morgan realizes he's got this open wound in his belly from the gunshot. Oh, he reaches in and pulls his intestines out. He's sick. He, like, whips it out of him. Yeah. So I watched it. I'm not even gonna lie. I watched it three times. Did you? Because <laughs> I, I was. It was like one of those. Like, oh my god! It was one of like the coolest slash grossest scenes I've ever done. Yeah, it was gross. I, I still think um, Spencer's stomach. Oh god, I uh, couldn't. I couldn't watch that. Uh, and and uh, Noah's face being ripped apart. Noah's alive. face. Aiden being eaten by the oh, walkers no. and looking down at himself being eaten, and uh, Nicholas being eaten with Glenn under him. Oh, yeah, that was Okay, bad. spoiler, Nicholas. Oh, God, if you don't know Nicholas is dead with the dumpster, know, but okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> okay. Uh, back in the sewer, Carl's a sweaty mess. Rick and Michonne are doing their best to comfort him. Carl says, I don't want you to be sad after this. You're going to have to be strong for my death. Uh, don't take this on. Uh, for my dad, rather. For Judith. For yourself. Don't carry this. Not this part. He tells Michonne. So, uh... He says, you're my best friend, Michonne. She says, you're mine, too. Uh, this would be a good time to point out how badass, how badass she was, Didai Guerrera, in uh, The Black Panther. Yes. I just want to say it again. All right. <laughs> uh, Rick tells Michonne, I need your help getting him out of here. Let, and they, they want to get him out of the sewer so he doesn't die in a sewer. I think that's uh, good advice, although you waited like an hour or two before yeah, you realized that. forever. And to the, at yeah. that point when Rick... Finally said, you know, I'm going to leave him here. I'm like, good, because don't move him now. He's going to die immediately. Right. So they decide after laying there in the sewer for two hours or whatever, then they're going to move him. Yeah. Uh, in the kingdom, Gavin is limping away. They shoot at him. He gets away. Typical scene. Uh, Morgan goes after him in pursuit like a killer. My God, when the stick was dragging through the sand, uh, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it was like when the killer whistles down the hallway. Oh, my God. I had chills. Or, Morgan was savage. Or, like, you know, jingles the key. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> or taps the gun against the wall. He was hunting him. He was hunting him. Uh, back to Alexandria, Rick and Michonne carrying Carl to their house. It's too far. So, of course, they go into the church. Yeah. Good thing a church was nearby. It was kind of um, semi-blown up, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Rick uh, lays him down, and, and Carl says, thanks for getting me here. And Rick says, I didn't want you down there. And Carl says, no, like in for life. getting me here, becoming who I am. Uh, they gave Carl every line. Oh, they did. Every, every hero, sappy line. They <laughs> I thought it was good. I'm just saying they really oh, piled it on, yes. making Carl look like a hero, which you know what you want. If you're going to kill the guy, let him, let him go out a, a man and, and doing the right thing. Um, Carl tells Rick the story of the kid he shot after the prison assault. Remember when that kid was running with his, uh, another guy and he had a gun and he was going to drop the gun, it looked like? Yeah, and he killed and, him. And Carl shot him anyway. It's kind of where Carl I, took a turn. <laughs> yeah, I don't, who was Carl with in that scene? Do you remember? Oh, Lord, I don't, I don't remember. Because Herschel was dead. Um, he wasn't with Rick. He was with... Uh, well, I'll look it up. Anyway... I remember the, the person he was with gave him a look like, I can't believe you just did that. So, um, anyway, so he tells his father what he did. He says, he was, gonna, he was surrendering, and I shot him anyway. It was easy. I think about him all the time. Um, I think about how easy it was to just kill him. And Rick says, no, what happened, what you've lost, all those things you had to do, you were just a boy. And he says, yeah, but you saw how easy it was becoming that person. Yeah. Anyway, he tells his father, look, you brought us all together. You put down your gun so I could be who I am. You stopped fighting. It was right. It still is. It can be like that again. You know, he took in all those people from, the, from, the, uh, from Woodbury. He didn't kill them all. Um, as it turned out, most of them died from the virus. Uh, I don't think anyone from Woodbury survived when they left no. after the attack. So, you know, I, I, th- I would have thought one or two people would have made it, but none of them did. Um, anyway, he tells Rick, you can still be like that again. And Rick says, I can't be who I was. It's different now. And Rick says, you can't kill all those people. There has to be something after. I know you can't see it yet, how it could be, but I have. You have a beard, gray, uh, yeah. yeah. So she says, you see, I see you with a beard, gray hair. Michonne's happy. Judith is bigger. Alexandria's bigger. New houses, crops, everyone helping everyone else live. It can be that way. That's when we find out it was Carl's dream the whole time. Yep. Now, here's where I want to call slight bullshit. When we saw in, in episode one, when you and I were at the Greek Theater in, in, uh, in L.A., watching the premiere live. So awesome. Um, thanks to our friends at Pop to Life. Yes, thank you. Um, we saw that scene of old man Rick and walking with a cane. Now, if Carl's going to dream about the future, whether that future is going to happen or not, they made it look like the future in the comics. Mm-hmm. Because in the comics... Uh, it happened years ago, people. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how, but his leg gets injured. Mm. And he does need a cane in later, later, many, many years from now, issues of the comics. So I'm calling slight bullshit that Carl dreamed the comic future. Exactly. How did he know that? Why would you dream your father with a cane? You would think in a dream he wouldn't have a cane. He'd be very right. Healthy. You're right. You're dreaming of utopia and everything's great. Why would you dream of a cane? Exactly. So I feel like either that's foreshadowing that it will happen, or it's not going to happen, and it's a nod to what oh, could have happened. Yeah. Comic book fans were like, okay, we didn't see the bad leg, but he dreamed it so that we saw it. Yeah, thank God, yeah. Okay. Speaking of which, a lot of people wanted to hear this episode because they want to hear our thoughts on the last scene in the episode. I have theories, I'm sure you do too, we will absolutely get to that. And I think that plays in to Carl's dream sequence. Mm-hmm. Not that it is Carl's dream sequence, but I'll tell you why I think it plays in. We'll get okay. to it. So um, Carl says, I want this future for you. And Rick says, I'm going to make it real for you, I promise. Hashtag, that means he lets Negan live. That's my theory. That's what the whole, it looks like to me. The whole reason they killed Carl. Because in the comics, I'm being careful here. In the comics, Rick makes decisions in the comics after the war that don't make a lot of sense. Like, there's no blatant reason for it. And I think they want to make sure that there's a really good reason on the TV show and better explain it. And Carl dying... Remember, Carl's the guy who was on the back of the truck shooting saviors. Mm -hmm. He's the guy that didn't turn away from... Glenn and Abraham getting their heads bashed in, spoiler, uh, because he didn't want to forget that moment. Yeah. Because he wanted to hate Negan that much. 
somehow that guy in a matter of a month or two turned into the world can be a better place, Carl. Maybe that's because he got bitten. I don't know. Maybe he have, he's having an epiphany since the bite. An epiphany as, as he's dying. An yeah. epiphany, absolutely. All right. Um, back to the kingdom. Gavin is hiding. Uh, Morgan is uh, right hunt. outside where he's hiding. Dragging the stick. He finds Gavin. And here's where Gavin tries to rationalize keeping himself alive. He tells Morgan, he says, tells Morgan he's, he's sick. Really? That's what you want to go with? Yeah, right. He says, I ran a good crew. I kept my word. You can go back to the hilltop, you know, where, where people are still alive. You think you can beat Negan? You can't. Now, now he's getting defiant. We can go back to the way things were. Really? He's got you at stick point? <laughs> yeah, and this is what you're going to say? <laughs> and your, your argument is, hey, man, if you kill me, Negan's still going to beat you. So if we go back to where I'm your boss and you give me food... Uh, Negan won't kill you. How about that? Oh, God. No. So Negan clearly, Morgan says, no. Uh, Gavin says, you just killed all those men because of the kid? Killing me won't make any of it go away. When does that ever work? When does that line, killing me won't change anything, work? Then I might as well it kill should... you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Morgan tells him to get up. At that point, did you think Morgan was going to give him, uh, was going to let him go? I thought we were going to come to a point where it looked like he was going to back down and then he was just going to go, like, full out on him. If you're going to kill him, why do you stand him up to then kill him? Maybe you wanted to prolong the inevitable. I don't know. Well, then prolong the inevitable would put him on the ground. I don't know. He was bossing him around. Maybe it was, I don't, it was like devil angel on his shoulder there, it looked like. The only reason you stand him up is so that what happened could happen. That well, true. Why? I, why? I, so I'm calling bullshit. I didn't see that coming. You you stood him up so that we would think you were going to show him mercy because hey, Gavin's been a pretty decent guy for a bad guy. Maybe there's hope for him in the future. You know? Did you think there was a chance at that point they might let Gavin live because he wasn't an awful guy? Uh, for a second, I did because Ezekiel and Carol were like, "You don't want to do this." Carol's like, "I see it in your eyes. You don't want to do this," and he was kind of backing down a little bit. And I thought, well, maybe... I, don't forget, in the trailer, they showed the scene where he says, I have to. Yeah. So I, I saw that coming, but I really thought for a split second that he might not kill Gavin because Gavin tried to be a good guy. I thought that for a hot second. I thought, well, the, all the others are dead. Maybe he'll just back off. I thought Ezekiel would say, listen, this guy's not... He's it's as not good as it. possible. But he didn't really. I mean, they could have held Morgan. Yeah, they, could they have didn't. In front of Morgan. They were like, hey, uh, you know, you don't want to kill him. you got other things to do. Eh, let's go. <laughs> they were like, yeah, but they weren't, like, uh, really stopping him. So uh, Ezekiel says, we won. You don't have to kill him. You know, he's going to see what he wrought. In other words, he has to live with this. Um, and, uh, you know, Cal says, Morgan, stop it. You don't want to do this. You told me we can be better than this. I know it. I can see it. Yeah. Morgan says, I have to, I have to, I have to. Morgan's got some mental problems. Yep. Anyway, as he's about to put a stick through Gavin, a stick goes through his neck, and then the body falls, and it's Henry. It's little Henry. Right. Little Henry, who's going to become the new psycho kid. Um, obviously, I think this is going to have an effect on Morgan as well, because Morgan looks shocked. Oh, yeah. It is now a killer. He's trying to process. Yeah. Um, Ezekiel tells Henry it's okay, it's all right. Henry's been, like, like, waiting for this moment, though. (laughs) Yeah, but he looks like he's in shock. I think because it was his first kill. Right. Now, Carol starts yelling at him, and Ezekiel's like, oh. (laughs) Carol's so mad. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Hey, hey, listen. Considering that what's-his-face... Uh, the yeah. little boy in Alexandria, the little brother, mm. um, he was afraid of monsters and got eaten. Sam. Sam. Uh, she should be happy to kick and defend himself. Yeah, true. Sam was a wuss. She took the little girls under her wings, and one killed the other, and then she killed the one and shot her in the head. Oh. Uh, so, you know what? If this kid sticks up for himself and he's not crazy, that would be a good thing for her. Yeah, she doesn't have the best children track record. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the rest of the episode, uh, was all, um, 
uh, Red Eye Rick. So uh, what I did was, uh, on the show, it went back and forth between uh, the kingdom and Carl, the kingdom and Carl. Mm-hmm. And I just, as you noticed, I just did all over the kingdom because going back and forth it's made It's easier me... to wrap it up that way. Yeah. Easier to wrap it up. So we go back to Red Eye Rick. Um, oh, no, I jumped ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, back to Alexandria. Rick says, I'm sorry I couldn't protect you. It's a father's job. And Carl says, it's just love. That's your job. Um, and he reaches for his own gun. Michonne oh. offers to do it. Carl says, I grew up. I have to do this. I love you, Dad. Rick says, I love you, Carl. Son, I'll make it real. In other words, he's going to try to make that dream a reality. The next morning or a few hours later, Rick and Michonne are outside the church, and they hear, pew! It was very, like, a little silencer sound. Yeah, so Carl shot himself with a silencer. Oh. Uh, I hope they don't waste the gun, you know. Hope oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> um... Then we see another dream sequence. It's Judith saying good morning to a man who stands up. I knew it was him. Did you know it was him? I, yep, yep. And it's a smiling Negan who says, good morning to you, darling. Darling? Yeah. So, again, I'm not, not going to spoil anything, but I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's going to be on the show for a while. It seems like it. Okay. And now we know it's Judith. Yeah. So this episode, we didn't see Enid and Aaron at all. We didn't really see the hilltop. We didn't see Gabriel. And, and we didn't see the saviors. I know we saw Negan at the end. And we saw, I'm talking about the sanctuary saviors, not Gavin. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, all right. So the final scene that everyone's talking about. Rick is sitting under a tree. For some reason, there's stained glass windows hanging outside the tree, around the tree. He's bleeding from his abdomen, it looks like. Yeah. Right? Wow. Now, did you see... Um, his hand. I didn't. I just saw the gunshot. What looked like a gunshot. Okay. If you look at his right hand, it's very hard to see it, especially if you don't have high def. But if you have high def, or if somebody on the internet was kind enough to take a screen cap and blow it up, a butcher's knife is through his right hand. Oh, shit. How did I miss that? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. So here's my theory, and it goes to Carl's dream. Here's my theory. I don't know anything, but this is what I'm going with, and I believe you won't find out until season nine what happens ultimately. I believe that in the final fight with Negan and Rick, which we all know is going to happen, not spoiling anything, I don't know for a fact, but I believe they have a fight. In the comics, Rick's leg gets injured in the war. Okay. Okay. I think his leg is not going to get injured in the war, which is why it happened in the dream. Remember last week I said uh, Robert Kirkman said his biggest regret in the TV show is not cutting Rick's hand off? Yes. The way they get around it is you put a knife through his hand and you ruin his hand and his nerves and his muscles. So he has a hand injury, but they don't have to CGI it. Right. Okay. So his hand becomes relatively useless. Oh, shit. Yeah. But it's not cut off. And so I think that's the way they bring the storyline that he wanted to bring in. Without actually fully committing. Right. Now, remember, uh, that's the same hand, if I remember correctly. It doesn't really matter. That Winslow put a a spike through his hand. Ow. God. Right? I think so. Yeah. So it's not like he hasn't had things go through his hand before, but this is a butcher knife. This, now, just what you said, tendons and nerves and... Right. So he obviously isn't going to pull it out of his own hand. Maybe Sadiq or, uh, or the doctor take it out in season nine. Yeah. But I, I believe that's the result of a fight, which in the comics, Rick has a knife in his fight with Negan. Interesting. And so maybe he does the stuff with the knife he does in the comics, but rather than Negan injuring his leg, maybe he puts the knife through Rick's hand, and that's sort of how the fight ends, maybe. So what do you think that abdomen wound is? I think that's part of the, from the fight. Okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe he got stabbed or, or, yeah, or maybe he got like shot. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So as far as the abdomen... Something similar happens in the comics. Oh, okay. Involving Dwight. Ooh, interesting. Okay. 
I'm not going to say what that is. Because Jada's already kind of hip hip shot him a few not that long ago. Yeah, but but Jada's hip shot him on the other side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is the other side. Yes. And I I believe it's a result of something that Dwight does in the comics, but somebody else might do in the TV show. Okay. And the knife, you have my theory. So let us know what you think. Um, That's a pretty solid theory, I think. That's my theory. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Let's talk about... um, Talking Dead? No, the scenes for next week first. Okay, first. Okay. Rick reads Carl's letter. Rick's sitting by Carl's grave. Um, Maggie's dead savior in the box. Uh, oh, my God. In the box. Arrives at Negan's conference room. Simon tells Negan, uh, maybe we should cut our losses here. And Negan screams, you will do your job. <laughs> and we don't know if those two things are connected. Um, there's walkers in Alexandria, which Michonne is fighting. Um, Enid tells Oceanside that the saviors will wipe them out. Don't make the same mistake again. Mm-hmm. Simon goes to visit the scavengers. Maybe to, uh, it looks like to ask for help, but that doesn't go well, which we talked about last week. Um, we'll touch more on that in a minute because oh, there's two boy. trailers out. Uh, Rick tells Negan on a walkie-talkie he's going to kill him. Um, and I'm thinking, didn't Carl talk you out of that? I know, right? He would, uh, I guess he forgot for a minute. He what, was going to keep it real. Think, what does Rick think Carl meant? kill Negan, but then let everybody else live. Uh, Carl didn't want him to kill Negan. He didn't specifically say Negan, though. He didn't say don't kill Negan. No, he didn't, but you kind of got that vibe. But Negan's in his dream, but he didn't tell Rick that. Yeah. Uh, Talking Dead. Chris Hardwick says it's obvious that no one is safe. Um, Chandler talked about how after he filmed the last scene, he came outside and the whole cast and crew were wearing an eye patch. So cute. That was pretty awesome. That was very cool. Uh, they showed a Carl montage. How sad was the Carl montage? Ugh. From when he was a little kid. No. And eating pudding. Pudding on uh, the roof. Uh, he, although he says he wasn't, he was responsible for Dale dying. Yes, that um, was so cute. <laughs> yeah, he got shot in the eye, uh, shooting saviors, getting bitten. All of that was in the montage. Um, they showed a clip of Chris Hardwick interviewing him six years ago. Adorable. Chandler Riggs is a little kid at the prison, and he says, hey, I just want to say it's not Carl's fault that Dale died. What was Dale doing out in the middle of the night by himself anyway? <laughs> that was just so cute, his little boy justification for that. But again, if you follow the, the line, Carl took the walker out of the swamp. Carl let it get away, and that's the walker that killed Dale. I, I still stand by it's Carl's fault that Dale's dead. Yes, although the actor who played Dale wanted off the show. That's true. Because they fired the showrunner who was his friend. Yeah. Greg Mazzara, I think. Um, and they brought in Frank Darabond. Well, the other way around. They, they fired Frank Darabond. Right. And then they hired Glenn, Glenn Mazzara, what I think is his name. Uh, and he wanted off the show, so they wrote him out by letting him get eaten by the walker, which was somebody else's death in the comics. It wasn't yes. his. I think I said on an old episode who it was. Uh, anyway... Um, they did a poll. Should Rick follow Carl's advice to end the war? 82% said yes. Yep. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I made it with the 18 that said no. I wasn't. I was tossing and turning between that, yeah. Uh, they did a poll on the favorite Carl moment in the history of the whole show, and it was eating pudding on the, on the roof. That was my favorite. Because <laughs> it was just such a laid-back, chill, cool moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, a scene for next week from Talking Dead. Uh, dead Dean arrives in a box to Negan. Negan kills him with a staple gun. Simon wasn't, that a, wasn't that a nail gun? A nail gun. Like a sorry. giant nail gun yeah, with yeah. air compressors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, at that point, um, Simon says, that's Dean. And don't forget the box with the note Maggie wrote. Yes. That uh, 38 more. Stand down. Stand down. Right. And so Simon, Simon says. Simon is triggered. Simon says. Simon says. That's Dean, which means the other 38 are from the satellite. My men. I want to kill all those farmers. Oh, sh- Yeah. Um, Chris Hardwick gives Chandler Riggs the speech that everyone gives. Um, you know, when you, like in our company, when they fire somebody or they quit, they write the email that says, we look forward to all the things they're going to accomplish oh, in the yes, future. Yes. And future endeavors. <laughs> so true. So Chris Hardwick gave him that speech. So excited to see what you'll do next. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? He may do nothing. 
A lot of the cast of The Walking Dead has done nothing once they left the show. That's super true. <laughs> so whether Carl gets an actual major role or not, it's like, hey, we fired you, we killed you, uh, good luck, I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. Good luck out there. Let's, let's see. I hope for his sake he's a good kid that he does well. Yeah. But not every child actor translates into adult movie stars or adult acting. Nope. Yeah. Yep. Next week on uh, Talking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman, uh, Ross Mahon <laughs> plays Aaron, and a surprise guest. Uh-oh. Who do we think? Oh, if I had to guess who the surprise guest is. I'm going to Simon. Um, Stephen Ogg. Well, it's next. It's the fourth. Yeah. Right? I'm going to see. Originally, I would have said Pollyanna McIntosh. Hmm. But since you and I are trying to get her in studio on the 5th... That's true. We are. (laughs) Right now they're working on her schedule. I don't know yet if she's going to be in town on the 5th. If she takes a red-eye flight, but then comes in early the next morning to be on the podcast, I don't know. So we're working on getting Jadis. Maybe we do a phone or whether. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But if I had to figure out a surprise guest... Little Henry? What? Little Henry? Maybe a little Henry, but I would think it's got to be a, like a real surprise. So it's mm. got to be someone who dies. Like a real, oh, another like maybe, death? Okay, if we believe Stephen Ogg wipes out, if oh. Simon wipes out the... Uh, it's got to be him if he pulls that stunt. <laughs> maybe it's him. Well, if he pulls that stunt and Negan kills him for it, it's well, definitely him. Yeah, that's true. I don't, I'm not ready for him to die yet. I really like his character, but... I do too, and he's a regular. Yeah. I don't think... I think Simon finds out down the road... But if there's a war going on, can you kill Simon? You need him. You but need him. Hand, they need him now. Example. You need to set an example, though. Yes. So who do you think it's going to be? I think maybe Stephen Ogg. There's nobody else from the scavengers we care about other than... Jadis. Uh, Jadis. The Oceanside probably won't show up yet. Mm, yeah, we're not ready for that yet. Maybe the actress who plays Judith. Oh, little, little, little Judith. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, there's, uh, there's two trailers out for next week. Uh, episode 10 is entitled The Lost and the Plunderers. Uh, it, this, the uh, description is, Groups unite their forces to converge on the hilltop. We know that. Aaron and Enid search for allies. We know that. Mm-hmm. And Simon takes matters into his own hands. Oh, boy. Which leads me to the trailer I tweeted out called Just One, Simon. Oh, my God. When you sent me that, I had chills. Okay. So, uh, Negan says, we got to deal with the garbage people. And Simon says, good. Eliminating those who reneged might leave us a tad short on ammunition, but it's worth it. And Negan says, they're triple crossers, which they are, mm-hmm. because they double cross Rick and then triple cross Negan. He says, but they're still a resource. Deliver the standard message. Take one out and the rest will fall in line. Just one, Simon. He couldn't have been more clear. Oh, he was dead serious. <laughs> now, we already saw in one of the trailers, all of the scavengers are dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Jadis is crying and bloody. So, uh, I mean, that's a, they shouldn't have released that trailer, to be honest. That was a mistake. Yeah. Uh... Here's what Stephen Ogg said in an interview with The Rap, whoever that is. Everyone has their outpost, right? So now it's a matter of, with the shit going down, everyone's going to confront these other communities. There's got to be who's playing who, who's doing what, who do I have on my side, who can I trust, who can I trust? So this is Simon going to the heapsters, the dumpsters, and he's going to figure out, okay, what exactly happened there before? What are we willing to forgive and forget? What are we willing to work with? It's, let's have a little talk. Let me give you an opportunity to chat to figure out where people are coming from and what the game plan is. Well, that all sounds great, but it clearly goes wrong. Uh, clearly. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Now, does Jadis survive uh, uh, long term? Does she join with Rick and stay on the show? See, leaders of communities, I don't believe, can not be leaders of communities. I and think so, King he's, Ezekiel, he scared her shitless, though, so I don't know what choice she has. Yeah, King Ezekiel doesn't have a kingdom anymore, really. He no, has, I mean, he's been submissive. He's kind of like, uh. And, uh, yeah. So who knows? But Jadis, without people, 
Maybe well, she kills herself. Although um, I hope at some point we figure out why there's a helipad there and oh, who owns that helicopter. Please answer our questions at some point. Yeah, we need to know that. That's been the elephant in the room for a while. Yeah. So overall, they have to spend their time now making it justified for killing Carl. I at least I'm happy to let him go out as a as noble, a heroic character. As a man. Yeah. Yeah, and not just the guy who keeps getting shot and shot and stabbed and uh, yeah, uh, he wasn't stabbed, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well there you go. Episode ninety five. Sorry it's a day late. Um I we'll enjoyed back. it. Yeah. I'll be back from vacation for episode ninety six. And uh hopefully the next seven episodes are awesome. And then we go right into Fear of the Walking Dead, which by the way, the uh showrunners from Fear of the Walking Dead said they will definitely be playing around with time, okay. which means uh, it's gonna the way this episode jumped around. I have a feeling we may see a flashback to them meeting um, Morgan. Morgan. I was just gonna ask you if you think we're gonna see Morgan in the premiere in April. I think we're gonna see him. I think we're gonna either see his voyage there, back. And at the same time, we're going to see him in real time now in season four meet up with them. I think maybe we see a season with Morgan in season four, right? Okay, yes. Then, then he leaves at the end of season four to go back to The Walking Dead in the third season of the, for The Clear. The Clear. Right? Then they time jump to now. Oh, that's a big time jump. Yeah. And then we see Morgan come back relatively quickly. Oh, you think so? Yeah, I think huh. we have to know why he goes there. Yeah. I think they have to show us Morgan two years ago, whenever the time was, meeting them. He's who he, they talk, he talked about in The Clear with Rick, in, in the episode The Clear, that he saw people wearing skins. Which insinuates the whispers, yeah. And then he leaves at season eight to go back to them, but they have to show us why he'd go back to them. That's true. Okay? Uh, I also think the main reason he leaves, he built the jail cell, right? Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I don't want to ruin the comics. I, I, let's just say, if Rick doesn't kill Negan, crazy killer Morgan right now can't live with that. Uh-oh. Remember, he had to kill Gavin. Mm-hmm. If he feels like, you got to be kidding me, we're not killing these people? Rick, you're not going to kill Negan? Yeah. i got to go. I think I in his mental state now, yeah, he, he wants that kill. He can't take it if they don't. Right. I think that's why he leaves. I think Rick deciding, because conveniently, Morgan is not in any of the flash forwards. In uh, uh, true. I mean, neither was Carol, for that matter. And yeah. since they're a dream, it doesn't really matter. But, uh... Morgan's not there. Now, Morgan doesn't live at Alexandria anymore. Maybe that's why. But I feel like Negan is the breaking point. He doesn't want to live in a world with Negan, which mm-hmm. is why he goes as far away as he can, which is back to those other people yeah. that he retconned new. The Clark family. Yeah, the Clarks. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I can't wait to see how this plays out. Although, how would you go back years later and find the same people? Uh, but I guess they'll explain it. So there you go. This episode 95. Yeah. Bro- uh, broadcasting live from my car studio. Your car studio sounds very good today. From, from the Dodge Charger studio. Yeah, well, I'm wearing an uh, old-school, over-the-head headset with the wraparound uh, microphone, oh. like I'm Britney Spears. Oh, my, that is sexy. <laughs> or like I work at Old Navy. By the way, little-known fact. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. They did wear those. <laughs> okay, well, little-known fact, many years before I was in radio... I managed uh, an Old Navy in Manhattan. You did? Uh, uh, yep. I didn't uh, know this about you. On 6th and 18th in Chelsea, not far from where we work now uh, at the radio stations. And that, stu- that, that store, a little trivia for you, Gap Inc. Trivia, that store was the first ever store, because of how big it was, to use those headphones. Wow. So as a manager, I was one of the first 10 people in the entire company 12 people, whatever it was, Fancy. wear those headsets. I was also the first person, I, my store sold the first Frappuccino in New York State before that when I managed Starbucks. 
So I've got some retail history in my life. I feel like I, I don't I even know that. you right now, all these these things. Oh, the audience right now, you guys listening to the podcast like, what? <laughs> I was not born doing radio. I had other jobs. And yeah. so one of my jobs was managing the Old Navy on 6th and 18th, if you've been there, many years ago. And we were the first store to test out the headsets. Wow. So that's what I'm wearing now, which is why I sound better than when I broadcast from the it car. It does sound studio, very good, though. Wearing the, uh, the Bluetooth. All right. Yeah. We've bored people enough. It's definitely time, Jamie. Okay, what time is it? It's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit down. down.